song is about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you Oh, today is Monday, September 7th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. Not only is it Monday, September 7th, 2020, it's also Labor Day. And so uh, I went into labor. I had a kid. His name's little Joey Diaz. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about all the kinds of things happening today right here on this Joe Batanz, right here. In La Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. Today is Monday, September 7th, 2020. And today, there's not a real whole lot to talk about. Uh, a couple of things. Um, gosh, there really isn't. Has anything happened today? We did a show yesterday. Not much has happened. You know, um, last night... Okay, so... Oh, 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 oh. You know, let me finish up the story because I was rushed a little bit. From what happened yesterday, I don't remember where I le- I don't remember where I started rushing. I know I finished the story, but I don't remember where I started rushing. But uh, you know, so just I'll I'll just recap. We did the show, the the fat camp, and I was morose, and I thought I was dying. I actually felt a little better because Lori had said that she had lost five pounds or six pounds, and then she got on the scale and lost more after eating and stuff like that. And uh, again, like I said, then I went on there. We had a couple of comedians who decided that that they should say that I had cancer and they wanted my Golden Girls tiki mugs. And I think I said on the show yesterday, you have to understand when I say this, it is very real. It is. This is not me being funny. I legitimately believe I have this disease that I'm going to die from this disease. This is like I am in that state of panic that one would have. It's almost as if it really is happening to me. And so I don't think you would say that to someone who really believes that. I don't know if people thought I was kidding or I don't know what I really, it's a fascinating, I'll be honest with you. I'm fascinated. And it, and it's one of those things where I know I'm not a celebrity, but you have that divide between celebrity and consumer, let's say. And, um, you often hear people say, like, well, celebrities know what they signed up for when they did this, and so, you know, whatever. But having been around not just celebrities in my personal life, but, you know, uh, there are places in Malibu that when you go there, there's just celebrities. I mean, the thing with Malibu, the city of Malibu, is it's very small. And so because it's so tiny... When you have to get things done, just like you would in your normal life, there's only like two or three places you can go. Okay. There's like, to be honest with you, I can just think of two, eh, three, but one's far away. Okay. So if you're a celebrity and you have to go to the supermarket, 
there's there's really depending on where you live only one supermarket honestly even though i said three places there are only two major supermarkets they're very far away from each other about 10 miles away from each other so if you live close to one you go to that one you live close to the other you go to the other one and so the paparazzi knows this and they stalk those supermarkets like whenever i see um uh, celebrity pictures from Ma- uh, Malibu, it's always one of two places. I know exactly where they are. You know? Uh, I know exactly where they are. They're by the, there's a CVS and a Ralph's off PCH. It's, it's a lot of times, and there's a strip mall there. You'll see pictures of celebrities there. There's the Country Mart, uh, which is more, it's, that's more like, okay, you, you don't have to go to the Country Mart, but it, it, it's just one of two places you can go. And then there's a Vaughn's Pavilions about 12 miles up the road by, um, uh, Point Doom. And, uh, th- if you have to go to the supermarket, you have to go to one, that one there. Okay. So the point is, uh, oh, that one actually, I'd only be like eight miles from the rails. Who cares? The point is, you only have a few places you can go. Okay. And, you don't always have a personal assistant or whatever. So I've been there and until you have seen it in real life, you don't know how horrifying and awful these paparazzi are. I'm talking like the person is just trying to walk from point A to point B. And it might not be that many, but it's two or three people, guys usually, um, with their camera when I say inches from the person's face, they're inches from the person's face. Inches. The camera is literally four inches from the celebrity's face, and they are intentionally shouting things at them and antagonizing them because they want to get them angry, and they want to get that shot because that shot means a lot of money, and they're terrible, terrible people. Like, for instance, if there's a playground in the Country Mart, okay, and obviously not everyone who plays in that playground is celebrities. It's children with their parents and they're not celebrities, right? And if there's a celebrity with their, with their children in the playground, they will knock children over. They will push people out of the way. They will tell the fuck, the kid to get the fuck out of the way. They will scream at them. They're, they're the, they are the dregs of society. They're horrible people. I've seen it myself. They are thugs. I'm not even joking. I wouldn't be surprised. If paparazzi were just another arm of gangs, like if I know it sounds ridiculous, but if it were like organized crime had a paparazzi arm, because that's what they act like. They act like absolute thugs. They are horrible, horrible people. So I think what people think when they say celebrities know what they signed up for, I don't think anybody knows what they signed up for when they do that. I think a person has a right to go something like, look, if, if, if a person, can I just take your picture? No, I don't think there's a celebrity around who would have a major problem with that. If you saw what they went through, you would feel sorry for them. It is not an easy life. Okay. And so I think it's the same thing here where you might think, oh, Joe, you know, you're bitching and moaning about, you know, uh, this, but d- d- you have your life easy and, and whatnot. But it's it's one of these things where, like, so they think, oh, well, uh, you like to give it as much as you can take it. And, you know, you deserve to have these jokes. No, when I'm genuinely in a panic attack. I don't know if I necessarily really want to hear hilarious, fantastic jokes 
about how when I'm dead, can you have the Golden Girls tiki mugs? You know, I, like in other words, if you were in person with me, would you say that? Would you say to me if I came to you and, and I was your friend in person, I said, I really think I have this disease, even though you think I'm crazy and I don't. Would you say, oh, yeah, I think you do. Uh, can I have your tiki mugs when you're dead? I don't think you would say that to the person in person. I don't know. It's very strange. So that negated anything that Lori made me feel better. So and, and so I get off the air. And I then stupidly, again, start to Google shit and whatnot. And uh, at first I find something that makes me feel better at first. It's like people, a stories of how they discovered they had pancreatic cancer. And there are all these things about like, oh, I was feeling this. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel that. Blah, blah, blah. And then one person is all it took. One person was like, my leg hurt. And I went and they're like, oh, and I was like, fuck. Now I, you know, my leg hurts, you know? So, uh, anyway, turns out, uh, the scale, it, it has to be, we need a new scale, first of all, but the scale as is has to be positioned just so if it's even a little off balance, it gives a wrong reading. My, my mom showed me, look, when I step here, it says this. When I step here, I said that. I just happened to go to the doctor recently. I know how much I weigh. So this one is correct. And so I stood on it and I only lost like, well, I'd eaten by that point. So maybe I've lost more, but I'd only lost like three or four pounds. So I was like, okay, that makes more sense, you know? So I felt better. And then my doctor friend texted me back uh, this morning and said, like, it would be very, 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 very unusual for a person of your age to have pancreatic cancer. So, but it, I have been on this health kick today. Uh, I, I, I did, uh, I am, you know, I didn't keep my food diary last week, but uh, I, I did keep it today. Today we've done very good. Here's the problem. But, you know, it's good, actually. And this is the thing when you're a fat person. So wait, let's walk through the day this morning. This morning, I had um, some shredded wheat with bananas, and I had a couple of sausage links uh, for breakfast. And then what did I do after that? Uh, it's Labor Day. I took it a little easy today, even though I had some shows. Um, we had that for breakfast, and then I don't know what I did after that. I don't know. It's very odd. Um... I don't know. Because uh, we actually had... Fair, remember I was complaining yesterday we eat breakfast late? We actually had breakfast fairly early. We had about 9 a.m. And uh, I don't know what I did. Who knows? I did stuff. And then um, I talked to Lori and we agreed to do Drag Race Thailand. So I prepped that, just the entrance looks. And, uh, we, as you, if anyone heard Drag Race Thailand, they know that, uh, Lori had to leave for like 10 minutes. I don't know the whole story. I know it has to do with a fight with her aunt, but we're going to cover that on Genius Parade. And then, um, I don't know what I did early this morning. That's so strange. What a bizarre thing the whole my whole morning is a blank i don't know what happened i didn't play animal crossing i'm not really playing much of animal crossing i mean i get up in the morning and i do my chores but i was done with that by nine by the time we had breakfast i don't know that it's it's an entire blur uh that is really sad 
So it is a blur what happened this morning. And then afternoon was the, you know, it's been a pretty much a blurred day. I've done a, a couple of crossword puzzles. Uh, I did do, I did water my plants today. Uh, you know, last night, uh, I spoke to Aiden briefly on my, yesterday I spoke to Aiden briefly on my way to my brother's house. Oh, I think we did this job attempts before that. So yesterday I went to my brother's house and, uh, just to pick up something actually. And, but we, I landed up staying there and we just shot the shit for a bit. And, uh, then I left. But on the way over there, I spoke to Aiden and I spoke to Lori. Then on the way home, I picked up dinner and we had dinner. And then I watched, I watched, I'd never, I've never seen any of the Miyazaki animated films. And so they're on HBO Max. And because they were hard to find before streaming, but now they're on HBO Max. So I watched Spirited Away, which is an amazing film. That was my first introduction to the uh, artwork, the animated films of Miyazaki. And uh, Aiden wants, and Cameron both want me to watch another one. He Cameron hadn't seen My Neighbor Totoro or whatever he said. Uh, but Aiden thinks I should watch that one next. So I probably will watch that tonight. And then, uh, what, uh, that was my last night. Oh, but uh, I spoke to Cameron briefly yesterday. He was high on acid, which actually made him a lot more tolerable. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I spoke to Aiden, but Aiden, I don't know. Guys, I'm not, I have to, I have an overactive brain, right? And I have learned, maybe this is something we can talk about. I have learned to just keep my suspicions to myself, but it is very strange that I can never talk to Aiden. Aiden can never answer the phone around people. He did finally tell his supposedly his roommate about us, but I don't know what he told him. He just said he told him about us. And like, I talked to him yesterday and yesterday he said, when I called him after my brother's house, he was like, sorry, I'm so exhausted. I don't know if I want to talk on the phone. But then, like, two hours later was texting me about the name of this company documentary and uh, how could he find it and this other thing, blah, 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 blah. So I know he was watching until, like, 10 or 11 o'clock at night. He was watching movies, which, by be honest, let's be honest. He can totally do that. Like, I mean, I don't need to be talking to him every second of the day. I don't know if I have anything to talk to him about. I think what I'm really getting at, because I think it's right that I keep my fucking thoughts to myself. I think what I'm really getting at is, and this is something I'll talk to my therapist about on Wednesday. I feel trapped. And that's the best way I can say it, is I feel trapped. And Aiden hasn't done anything for me to feel this way. This is a completely self uh, imposed trap that I'm in. But I feel that in, well, even though Aiden and I have like four seasons, we'll say that everything up until last Thanksgiving is season one, even though it's technically season two. In season one, I was too free with my emotions. So any paranoia, any weird thought, any anything that came through my brain, I immediately messaged him. And I think much to the detriment of our relationship and everything, it ruined things, it poisoned things, it made it not fun to talk to me. In fact, it made it more like, 
uh, when I my phone came when my number came up either by a phone call or text, and Cameron expressed the same feeling to me, uh, that he was in trouble and that he was going to get yelled at. So it made him dread our phone calls or text messages because he felt it was just going to be me scolding him for something he didn't do or my suspicions or my paranoias and whatever. So, and we'll call what we're in right now season two, even though there were obviously some things that happened in the spring, we'll just call this season two. And for season two, I have very much, and I think this is a good thing, learned to keep that shit to myself. I have learned to keep that shit to myself. So that mostly, I would say 99% of the time when I talk to Aiden, it is just about how are you doing? Even if something's bothering me, I will just pretend like it's not bothering me and I will just work on myself. Now, before you blame Aiden for anything, uh, one, he's never outwardly done anything that's wrong that I know of. Everything that when I say, oh, I'm suspicious of this or suspicious of that is all in my head. He's always done what he says he's going to do. Uh, he's expressly told me that there's nobody else, you know, and, um, we've had serious conversations about it. He says there's nobody else and, uh, he knows he's free to, but he doesn't want to because he knows it would hurt me. And, uh, so there's that, but like, you know, just the way I, the same way that I thought I had, uh, pancreatic cancer, my brain rushes and starts fit making up stories in my head and i've learned to control that but the the problem that i've run into is there are some things just on an interpersonal level that i would love to bring up but i'm afraid to because i feel like all of those cards have been played i feel like i can't do that anymore i feel like i always have to be fun joe i feel in season one Aiden got Jobatance. And I feel in season two, not that he's gotten Shobatance. He hasn't gotten Shobatance. He still has Jobatance. But he still has Jobatance who has a little bit of Shobatance in him. And uh, I, I don't know how to express these things to him. I'm afraid to express these things to him because I feel like if I do, then I'm no longer fun. And I know a real relationship is not based on that. And he's even said this. We have had some serious conversations and I've shared with him that I feel this way. And he says, you know, I shouldn't that, you know, he look, so the, whatever you think, he thinks the same thing too. So this is something I have to work on. It's something I have to work on with my therapist. It's something that I have to just genuinely just work on and um that is sort of my goal to do it um but like even today like i know he was somewhere with a friend and he sent me a text message it was a photo of an album of selections from jesus christ superstar and he was like do you want this and i told him i don't even have a record player it's like i appreciate the thought but i don't i don't want it but then one of his complaints is I never call him. And it's true, I never call him. He always has to call me. Mostly because 
I know that if he if I call and he doesn't answer, my brain will start trying to figure out why he didn't answer. So sure enough, I said, okay, well, I will call him. He says, I never call him, so I will call him. And I called him, and he didn't answer. What's funny is my brain didn't race that time. My brain actually was just like, meh, he didn't answer. But then he sent me a text message a few minutes later, and he was like, I'm in some, he said some town. I'm in this town with Rosie. I'll call you later tonight. And I all, whenever he tells me he was with these people, he was specifically these people, like Rosie, I'm always like, no, he's not. He's with some boy. Oh, why am I so crazy? Why am I crazy? Uh, well, we'll explore more of this tomorrow on this Joe Batanz. My craziness. Um... If there's something I promised that I would talk about, hit me up on Discord. I don't remember what it is. Make some requests. And we'll talk about it next time on this Joe Batanz, right here on Afterthought Media.